This is episode 462 on the 29th of December 2021 Everyone craves for a spotlight as we enter the final week of 2021 but somehow the stupid virus has gained the spotlight everyone is afraid they are covering like cowards and human beings are born cowards it's so easy to influence them yet yes something bad is happening stay at home don't do this don't do that and then a few organizations who contribute nothing but they rely on such situations where the scare tactic can increase exponentially that's what they do and the scare tactic has worked to the t it's all about understanding the fact that everyone craves for a spotlight and everyone says my time is now but let me tell you resolutions are for the week my only target is to dethrone everyone who thinks they are the king of sports experts and my job is to become the undis- undisputed king of sports and then CEOs of rookie companies like Tata and Twitter and Maga for them that CEOs play the musical chess every 3 to 4 years there's a new individual coming so there's no stability because 
they're all mere employees so it doesn't matter who the ceo chairperson or any of these positions is held by because every 3 to 4 years someone else comes and takes over of course everyone knows who the founder was but it doesn't matter anymore they come and go but the talk show will always have a stable head the talk show starts with me and when i want i will end the talk show at an appropriate time but when will that time come well that is something that would be kept a secret but for now the time is now <laughs> in the spotlight yesterday was it was a day of collapses starting with the england australia tournament so england made 185 on day 1 australia responded with with a lead of 80 runs on day 2 england were 42 for 4 on day 3 at the end of day 2 and on day 3 they collapsed and were bowled out for 68 which means that 80 run lead which is usually conquered and the team is made to bat means all four innings are completed in just a matter of two and three quarters of a day the match was over and once this happened every former england player started roasting and trolling the players weak team no planning mediocre batting they don't have the pedigree haven't you heard this a million times yes they were bowled out for 68 which can be demoralizing but i don't think it's the end of the world we have seen teams collapse for worse than this and yet the the main leadership group continues Let's just say that the Australians had a bit of a luck when their debutant Scott Boland took six wickets for seven runs. And the interesting thing about people is that you may be from a country, but your state matters more. So the player he may be representing Australia, but he is from Victoria, that is a state which. has melbourne as a city in it which has the mcg as the ground and of course mcg the most hyped ground the cauldron the g the electrifying atmosphere so for example if rohit sharma may be playing for the indian team but when he plays in bombay he is the local boy the bombay boy same for any other player which city they represent and that's why you have state teams for from where you have to qualify to play for the national team so the concept of country once again is nothing more than 
and imagination and nothing more than just to have a stability. But the nation is just an oxymoron. It's all about state. And that's why you had 70, 80,000 people cheering for this guy in Melbourne. But if he plays in Sydney and let's say he picks up four or five wickets more, they won't cheer for him because he doesn't represent Sydney. He doesn't play from Sydney. He doesn't play from the state team in Sydney or the 20 over domestic team in Sydney. So they won't have that kind of connection that they have when he played in Melbourne. For Sydney, it could be someone like Steve Smith or whoever represents Sydney from that team and they may induct him into the team. You might see this Boland not play the next match because he was only coming in as a filler because they replaced Boland with Jai Richardson who also took five wickets. As I said, there is no stability. You can replace anyone anywhere. This guy could play one match for his entire career. Everyone was excited. Oh, look at him. He picked up five wickets. And of course, his background and all the emotions surrounding that also make a huge difference in this particular situation. And that's something everyone has to understand. And then... The emotions and because there was a presumption that this guy is a low, that this particular player doesn't like the spotlight. Let me tell you, everyone wants the spotlight, whether it's by design, default or anything else. Everyone wants the spotlight. But what has the spotlight right now? Of course, it's the imaginary virus and the organizations who think that they have the right to tell people what to do and what not to do. So global organizations scaring people day in and day out. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't go anywhere. Stay at home and everyone falls for it. We fell for it last year. We fell for it this year. And by the looks of it, we will fall for such charades every year. Because that's human nature. And unless certain organizations or certain administrations don't control people, nobody is happy. So if administrations tell people stay at home, that is just to fulfill their ego. Because it's so good to tell people stay at home. Don't go anywhere. Your new year will not happen. It's so easy to tell people not to have fun because the people who think they don't have fun because they have to work day in and day out, then they think that if we can't have fun, then nobody can have fun. And that's why you have lockdowns and curfews because that's just one way of controlling everyone. And that's the easiest thing to do. Announcing lockdowns is the easiest thing, but a sign of weak leadership. And that's been in the spotlight all year long. Weak leaderships, easy decisions, which don't require much cognition because there is no effort in announcing that, okay, shut all businesses, stay at home. And that's the reality. But people want that. 
People want someone to tell them what to do and what not to do because they love it. Everyone loves this. But enough on that because the spotlight was on the England-Australia match which ended in an anti-climax with England being bowled out for 68. Expectations were there from the likes of Bairstow and Root and Butler and Stokes and Milan but it didn't happen. And Australia, as always, had a bit of a luck going their way and they have won the tournament 3-0 and they've got the Ashes back home. And then, as it always happens, when a team loses in two and three quarters, former players who have been at the receiving end of losing 5-0, everyone who said something, every former England player who said this, that it was a mediocre performance, unexpected performance, whom we consider as greats. Well, the irony is that all the former England players, turned commentators, experts, whatever, or just coming on a TV show for five minutes and saying team did not do well and earning a paycheck in a manner after which they don't have to work for the rest of their career, or you don't have to even ever come to a show again, but that's for a different uh, debate. The names I saw, I won't name them because they don't deserve that name, but the names I saw who said these things have been at the receiving end where they have lost tournaments 5-0. Not for the first time has England been whitewashed. And of course, if it's Australia hosting the Ashes, Australia is expected to win. When in 2023 this goes back back to England, will you have the same Joe Root as the captain who will be the next captain? You may not see Haseeb Hamid ever plays for his country again. He was brought with all the fanfare in the team because they did not have a decent opening partnership. So I don't think people like Rory Burns and Dominic Sibley are that weak in their technique because everyone talks about the weird technique of a Rory Burns and a Dominic Sibley. But I've seen even more mediocre uh, stance like Alistair Cook had the worst batting stance and yet he played 160 matches, he made 10,000 runs and under his leadership and Andrew Strauss, they went on to win the Ashes 11 years ago 3-1. And now the accusation is that England are focusing on the 50 over and the 20 over version. So they are ignoring the 5 day version, don't have the players and the dedicated group for the 5 day version. They are confused, means people like Stokes and Bairstow and Butler who hit 40 of 10 balls in a 20 over match or a 50 over match are struggling, they are caught between, they are in a catch window situation. Well, I said a few months ago, if you want to do something, I would have preferred opening with Bedstow and Hamid and then told Bedstow, play like you play the 50 over matches. If you get a bad ball, hit it, don't be 8 of 48, rather be 48 of 67 or 70, have a strike rate. But well, no one knows what happens and Australia have won it. They had their luck going and that's how things are in this particular sport. 
all you need is a bit of luck because that's the way sports are and moving on to the other tournament because it was a night of collapses and evening of collapses how can there be a collapse and not involve the indian team india were 270 for 3 comfortably placed every pseudo expert and pseudo newspaper and media praising the efforts of the players wow 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 day 2 rain comes into effect day 3 india collapse and lose 7 for 55 and suddenly the middle order is weak why we go with five batters six batters including wicket keeper and five bowlers we could have gone with an extra batter and then the conversation by a few commentators who seem like as if do you ever hear the screech of an accident when the car screeches that's what their voice feels like that shrill voice but you can't stop them because they have been employed even for 1 rupee and the question they ask is why aren't the openers and the top order bowling and then another former player answered he doesn't deserve the category of a former player but he was he played a decent number of matches and he's been employed by the broadcaster that in my time as if it was i don't know what was his time my teammates bowled that is they opened the batting they came in number 3 number 4 and they opened the batting and they bowled also so we went with seven batters including wicket keeper and four bowlers and when needed we would employ our part timers but i don't think that works it never works what's the point there is nothing wrong in going with five bowlers let's understand that there is nothing wrong in going with yes there was a collapse a collapse which was evident but i am not too worried about this collapse because south africa themselves they bowled out for 197 one can question that african doesn't have the devilliers and the duplices and the amlas and what not it doesn't matter if india had made 330 and even if the duplices and the amlas were there they would have not even made run so let's not get carried away that south africa is a team in transition is a team where all the big ones have gone well once upon a time we had the same opinion about the amlas and the devilliers and now we can't have a team without them that's absolutely ridiculous and i don't agree with that stance but well can't do anything you have experts running their mouths and that's the nature of the part where you have to run your mouth but the interesting thing is that whatever has to happen has to happen this afternoon and this evening because rain is predicted for tomorrow so either you have 100 overs which are never completed and when it comes to over rates i think the umpires have to take the blame as well because the umpires allow after every 5 minutes players to consume drinks when they know there's a drinks break after every 1 hour yes players are tired they need refreshments but there has to be some kind of control the umpires in this sport have no control over players control means okay if 
there's a drinks break after two overs and if the substitutes bring drinks then that drinks break will be cancelled because you've already had a drinks break and then so much time is taken to bring equipments why can't equipments like helmets which the fielders have to wear if it's a spinner at those positions be there on the ground why do we need substitutes coming and exchanging caps and helmets why can't there be some kind of a basket where you can keep the equipment and when needed quickly go and get it so much time is wasted and the umpires don't do anything if a player gets injured okay it can happen then the uh, physio runs in takes about 5 minutes so why can't all these things be taken into consideration before finding a team for overrates what does a match referee do does a, is a match referee sleeping while watching the match or he doesn't know what's happening is he relying on the report from the umpires who themselves have no control over what is happening on the ground that's just hogwash if the umpires don't have control if they don't know how to tell players okay if you're injured you go out don't waste time over here and quickly let's resume the match so much time is wasted because 5 minutes the physio comes in they check the they check the status of the player they give all the all kinds of ointments and ailments 5 minutes 2 to 3 minutes is wasted the broadcasters go into a quick commercial break after every 2 second because they only care about money they are a bunch of greedy people and the umpires can't do anything and then checking no balls and so much time is taken to create the drs the ball tracking system the umpires know this will happen injuries can happen you can't prevent injuries when it's the question of drs and the ball tracking it can take 2 to 3 minutes for it to build up you give 15 seconds to the players to decide whether they should take the review or not but you take 2 minutes to have the entire thing done when the umpires have to check multiple angles then all these things should be taken into consideration before finding a team and saying that the over rate is poor commentators say what they want they have no idea what's happening on the field they can say during my era such things didn't happen they can boast about it but half the commentators don't know what is happening so let's not listen to them because they have no credibility but the umpires know what's happening so injury time the drs review time and the exchange of caps and equipments and other things these things should be taken into consideration before the umpire writes a report that the over rate was poor and let's understand that the over rate will be not good let's not say poor will not be satisfactory because a fast bowler takes 5 minutes to bowl he bowls he goes back he gets ready the captain has to change the field and it's human nature it's not robotic it's not a video game where i press a button and the field changes in 5 seconds it doesn't work that way so overrates just because and of course teams are fined on overrates and their chances in a world cup are affected because of that or they are fined their match fees i'm sure the 
South African captain of the team will be fined with overrates despite the fact that so much time was lost in terms of the players trudging into the field, taking their time, the umpires also relaxing as if they are in this trance, having taken some hallucinogens, that's the way they behave. So if all these things can't be taken into consideration, then nobody has a right to say that the overrate was poor and certainly not coming from former experts and commentators because I'm sure every expert who says that overrate is a concern, they were all guilty of being in that situation where the overrate was poor. And everyone says half an hour is taken. Why is it taken? Well, I don't have any video proof that 20 years ago, half an hour wasn't taken. I'm sure it was taken because that's how things are. But there is no proof. And now there's half an hour. I don't, I don't mind the half an hour. Of course, you were supposed to board around 100 overs yesterday. Only 80, 85 overs were bowled. But umpires have to take the blame also. And as I said, whatever has to happen, has to happen this afternoon and this evening because... Rain is there for tomorrow and that's the most irritating part of this sport which is supposed to be interesting but is hampered by something as ridiculous as rain. But that's how things are and that's what is in the spotlight. But who were in the spotlight? Scott Boland 6 for 7, Ngidi 6 for 71 and Shami 5 for 44. Nobody expected any of them except Shami who's been doing this for the better part of 9 years. We didn't expect the likes of Boland and Ngidi to do anything because nobody thought that the, the South Africa has a decent bowling attack to do what they do. But leader 130, lead plus 16, 146, which means 100 overs approximately. It will never happen, but that's how things are. And means you... At best, what they can do is, look, collapses will happen. They could be 6 for 60, plus 130, lead of 190. Or they could be 4 for 100 and the coach decides, let's give the other team a target of 230, 240. Let's do something dramatic, something unexpected. Because, if, because this match is either India wins, if they... South Africa is bowled out today, which may or may not happen. Or it's a draw because of rain. Everyone says draws don't happen. Well, rains are there. But then, as I said, scheduling was to be a part of this whole thing. But it's the month of December. It will rain in South Africa in certain parts. And you can't change the schedule because of that. Because... Things have already been planned. So, but I think by default, the International Cricket Committee should allow a sixth day or the schedule should, should be such that it's a sixth hours. day is taken into consideration. Otherwise, it's no fun. That's what I understand. But then, nothing is ever perfect. We expect robotic action from sports athletes because they are paid so they're expected to do everything by the team. They're not expected to make mistakes. And of course, the whole England 68 all out and the former players 
being harsh about it, knowing that those very former players were also once upon a time part of 5-0 losses. It's just ironical, paradoxical and an oxymoron. This ends episode number 462 on the 29th of December 2021 and stay tuned for the next episode. I will be back on the 31st of December 2021 with episode number 463. While you wait for the next episode, put these books in your must-read books column. I repeat once again, put these books in your must-read books column.